0: Stakeholder works with numbers, if, so on on the presentation there should be a clear high numbers, really big, and show them conversion rate and uh, rankings. What you think? What happens in the next um, months? And then they are total totally agree with you.
1: Today on SEO Unveiled, we've got. Veronica Holar. Uh, Veronica is a global SEO manager at Compugroup Medical, an international company in the health sector. And recently, she helped an online shop in the coronavirus crisis. After three months, she brought the shop so far forward that in October 2020, it had the highest revenue of 15 years. We're definitely going to want to find out more about that today. <laughs> she also doesn't think in silos of technical SEO, content, PPC, or social media marketing and she believes everything Everything kind of belongs in a successful overall SEO strategy. I'm really excited to have her on the show today. Uh, welcome, Veronica. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great. You know, the first question I typically like to, to ask people is, why did you get into SEO?
0: So this is really funny because I was a PPC manager as I started for 14 years, and I have a worked for a little agency and um, my clients are freelancers and little companies and they don't have the money for google ads and there was 300 euros per month and, so, and at this point i think okay we can't help them with this way so maybe there's another way and a colleague told me yes there's seo veronica and so i started to go in the
1: sector <laughs> It, I mean it's really it's really funny because you know you think about like, well, PPC costs too much, and so you have to do SEO and I'm, and I'm kind of it you know, at three hundred euros a month, I'm kind of like, wow, how do you get an <laughs> SEO accomplished at three hundred euros a month? I'm almost I'm almost like, sometimes SEO costs more than PPC. Um, but it's <laughs> amazing that you that you branched out uh, to to go from PPC to SEO because in the long run, um, SEO is awesome for these for your for your clients and I think that's it was a good idea for you to to branch out. That's that's super cool. I, I love that story. I love that story. Um and then, you know, jumping into kind of like what's going on today in SEO, you know, it sounds like you're on top of a lot of the trends that are going on in the industry. And what trends in general are you noticing in SEO right now that you're really excited about?
0: I love that multimedia content is um, so much um Yeah, the Google um, ranks them higher as uh, content. So I love it um, to work with images, with videos, with podcasts on my site. And it's perfect to include this content um, in social media, PPC and on other platforms, too. So I love this. So I hope in the future you will find our content all over in video images, podcasts
1: <laughs> so are you doing something special to try to add more multimedia to kind of like the the things that you're trying to do and and how are you you know how are you doing that?
0: Yes, so I've talked with with the team, so my company is um, have a lot of business units. Mm -hmm. with uh, their special software on the market. And one is consulting, business consulting for doctors. And I've talked to the team and I said they have to make videos from themselves if they come from clients and uh, to talk about what, what was their pains and how could they help them. And it's really cool because we can put this content on our landing pages and also on the other platforms um social media platforms or we can make it over ppc and yes it works because it's personal so the people see the person behind the software
1: yeah i mean it sounds like you're really connecting back to the user which is kind of what all seo is all about really trying to understand the user and try to give them what they're looking for and Being able to relate to another person that has the same kind of pain point or the same experience, Mm -hmm. the same outcome that they're looking for, sounds like you're really, you know, pushing to try to like fill in more than just the content game, which is a lot of people are just putting out a lot of written content. And it sounds like the the video content really adds a lot more personality and perspective that's more helpful for your users. Which which sounds pretty cool. Um, I definitely like hearing about the user centric centric focus in SEO?
0: Yes, because I think it's more about intention. So most SEOs work with keywords. Mm -hmm. And I try to catch up the intention from the persons we have on the sites. So what do they want on our sites? So podcast also running really good on our websites. It's really interesting. So we put them on on the podcatchers, but also on our website and if you're looking at the heat maps the people listen to the podcast
1: so are you are you putting kind of other people's podcast episodes on your content or are you adding in your own company's podcast or something like that yes we have our own
0: company podcast for doctors Mm -hmm.
1: oh cool that that's that's exciting that's really exciting (laughs) um I mean, the funny thing is, like, it sounds like you're doing a lot of kind of innovative work at your company. And I know um, from talking to you that your company didn't always start out in the kind of the digital realm. Maybe maybe we can talk about, like, how are you getting, you know, your SEO initiatives prioritized and implemented in your company? Because this seems like such a challenge for a lot of, uh, especially, you know, earlier career SEO managers or people working at companies that are similar to uh, to yours that hadn't always been a digital first company.
0: Yes. So I started last year in May to work for Combo Group Medical and I've made analysis, SEO analysis, your technical and content analysis. And I've seen, oh, oh my gosh, (laughs) we have to do so much. And I make it with communication. So I have searched the communication to the stakeholder. I had really luck. I had a really good leader. And he's the head of global marketing, <laughs> so I reported directly to him. So, and he understands which way I have I want to go. And he always supported me and the most fights he make on the stakeholder level. But in the departments, I have started with workshops. I started with uh, trying to test their knowledge because um, it's not easy if you come as a new person In this company, and there are people to say, "Okay, I've done your job before." It's not easy to say, "Okay, we have to change something." So it was not easy for me at the beginning. They were really, "Oh no, we we don't want to work with her." And so I started coffee calls. I started workshops. I started to take the persons in my calls, so from the other departments, so they say, "Okay." She's talking about this point, yes, and it was really hard work. And then I really fast found out, okay, this is the person I can work with. So, and it's it's easy if you have one person, the other one is the So So, uh, yes, I started with one person and then now we make a lot of communication and discussions, of course, and it's not easy. Um, so, yeah. My, like,
1: yeah. It sounds like it was a little bit challenging at first, where you know you had a little bit of support from your from your manager, but that there were a lot of people around that had kind of been through the same thing, and or had been used to kind of doing things in a different way, and they didn't understand why would they need to do anything different, and what kind of things you would you would change, and and then it sounds like you kind of that it was a real challenge getting over that trust barrier. So can you talk a little bit about like pairing up with that that one person that resonated with you and and what you did there with them to to try to improve the trust overall.
0: Yes, it was uh,
1: not easy. So
0: um, but I started to um, talk to this person often and uh, we had a lot of calls in the week and I said he was the person who made the changes on the landing page. So um, I said, if we try it this way or this way, we can increase more. And he was open for it. So he said, okay, let's try. Okay, let's try. And, and if you know, you can increase these pages. So I was sure in a few weeks we see an increase in conversions and in ranking. And it was this way. And then I had a A/B A-B test. I could say, look at the pages. If we make it this way, we optimize it this way. So it was important. <laughs> they only have um byte uh, images on the pages. Only getty images. The whole website was full of of getty images. Yeah. No product photos, no profile pages with with their photos or team photos, something like this, or maybe the company.
1: I didn't know nothing. That- no, yeah, I, mean, I usually love getty photos but I, I feel like or getty images but i feel like it's you're you're probably talking about like Getty images of of someone at a computer like their hands <laughs> or a team together on a table or an office yes, yeah i mean I, these are so, it's so there, there's so many images like this and so many people use these images because <laughs> there's nothing specific they can really point to that makes sense to people and it's, it's amazing how overused these images are and and I'm I just like you I, it's it's beyond me that that they that these are these are so prolific so
0: yeah so you have a product you have a, a software so I asked them why do you put uh photos from software on the page yeah eh, so software is ugly I <laughs> So yes, yeah, so it was yeah, and I tried to explain it's important that the user sees the software, and yes, now we have photos from our products on the page,
1: and yeah, she's I mean, not e- ugly. Even, even, <laughs> even ugly product photos are better than no product photos, right? Because once yeah. the user once the user starts using the product, they're going to see the the <laughs> the product for what it is, right? Yes,
0: they have to see this, so as um, s a p um is one of the yeah big uh, softwares here in Germany and worldwide and the yeah. softwares also not the pretty ones <laughs> I would say so yes, it was yeah such things, and contact formulas they had contact formulas they were so long and so many fields so so little things. So put on on the page, make it small, make it easy. One call to action button, not three. <laughs> so they were aligned with call to action buttons. Mm-hmm. Newsletter, <laughs> client login, uh, shop, uh, contact. So,
1: yes, it, uh,
0: yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was not easy, but <laughs> we have made it step by step.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people that wanted all those buttons still there. And then by sure. <laughs> most of them, you, you probably didn't make a lot of friends with all, a lot of stakeholders, right? Um, no. <laughs> so, it, you know, take me through some of the results that you got from doing all these experimentation and, and what was kind of the result after kind of starting the implementation and, and making some progress with some of the stakeholders that saw the value?
0: Yes, we started with pharmacy. Pharmacy is uh, we have products for pharmacy, too, and they have a lot of traffic on their pages. So um, um, and we started uh, to fill in a slider with product photos and a contact formula on the page. And we have an increase from over 300 percent only with this contact formula on the page. So um, we have deleted the button chain. So I have said we have to make a decision, product brochure or contact or maybe yeah. we can make, yes, uh, the other, other content part on the page for newsletter. So a little bit under. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had luck. I had this person who had made this. But uh, yes, stakeholders don't like this. The business units, managers, the general managers um, discuss. Because, no, we want this, this and this, but if you explain that it's not good for the conversion rate because the user don't know what to do and you have to make it clear and straight, then it was easier. So it was like, okay, she knew what she did. Okay, yeah. I trust her. So it was a long way and I had a lot of fights with the general managers. but. I had luck. My leader said, you don't have to be worried about the general manager. Say what you have to say. I'm behind you. So go. Then I'm gone. <laughs> so they don't like me, I think, but <laughs> now it's easier.
1: <laughs> it's a, It sounds like you've really built up the trust though. It sounds like you've gone from where they had a really busy site that didn't have actually even a great user experience. And, it, you know, this yeah. goes, you know, you talk about like, SEO doesn't doesn't begin or end on one strategy. It doesn't begin at, or it's not just technical SEO or content. And I feel like what you're talking about is not just a normal kind of SEO perspective of, hey, this is what we need to do. It's it's almost like you've taken the perspective of, you know, once a user comes here, we need to make sure that they're getting to where they go, right? So, I mean, it's good for SEO for, for the user to spend, you know, to kind of keep on going through the site. But it's also it's also very user focused perspective of, hey, there's a lot there's you know twenty people that were making decisions before, and so it's easy to add a button, right? The easiest thing is to add buttons or add things to navigate, <laughs> right? Because you're 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 the person that wants it feels really good they got what they wanted. But the challenge is really making it so that that person and everybody in the organization understands like, well, adding it's going to make it more confusing. There's going to be one more choice, and if you add. Yes. Like, you make the whole page literally like a checkerboard of choices, it's kind of like, well, now you got to evaluate and it's kind of overload. And you might just kind of abandon it because it's too confusing and you're not really sure what to do. And, you know, is it this button or that button? And some users will hit all the buttons and they don't care, but there's a lot of users will be frozen and they're just like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know (laughs) what to do. Right. And so that it's a real challenge and i think what you're what you're pinpointing is that by you know it's almost like the consensus view of add consensus oh he wants something or she wants something we'll add it it's easy there's no fight there's no there's no challenge but it's, it gets worse and worse over years so that yes. you know adding one in you know 2020 and adding another one in 2021, and then adding three more in 2022, it starts to build up where you don't really know what the conversion was like in 2020 when you only added one versus now because it's been so long. And so those kind of small incremental changes over time, I think can really hurt the user experience and hurt your SEO over time. And, and I feel like you really pinpointed a, a real good area here where you know, it's, it's almost like you have to get all the other stakeholders on board with maybe not having what they want, right? Because it's not yes. good for SGA and not good for the user. Wow. I feel I feel like this this is a really, really juicy topic. Um, yes. And I mean, you've talked about a lot of these challenges you face with with stakeholders and how you're able to align. And I really like the idea of results oriented aligning, like push put out some results to show what, what you can do. Um, I mean what what would you recommend other people do when they're facing a similar kind of situation as this because I feel like a lot of people you know face this sim similar situation you know if you if, you know if you're kind of talking to other people in the community what other what other things you would tell them are helpful tips
0: Yes um I am in Woman in Tech SEO in the mentoring ship and all my mentees always said yes i have the problem they don't see me as an expert yes. so they if they say they see the problems or the sides but they are not ready to discuss for this discussion and i think if you make this discussions with stakeholders or other yeah other people yeah make find your middle stay focused and look at your paper and you have to, all these people have to, more knowledge than these people. And you have to make it clear and straight in this discussion without swimming. So if you talk to them, look them in the eyes, say, So from my perspective, if we change this and this, I'm sure we can increase it in this and this percent. So make it really clear. Stakeholder works with numbers if so on on the presentation there should be clear high numbers really big and show them conversion rate and uh, rankings what you think what happens in the next um months and then they are total totally agree with you so they don't like it maybe or they start to discuss but stay clear focused, what you have to say, you are the specialist and no one in this round is the specialist. And this is really important. So they have to, yeah, confidence is the most thing, what is missing. And mostly for women in my industry. So they they are really small and noisy and I'm loud. I stay and I talk and I discuss until the end. And this is what I say you are the specialist point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's really good impact or of, of, you know, focusing on that. You're the specialist. You, you kind of, ha- you have the expertise to be able to offer the value and to help the company that other people might have other interests, but you're really trying to grow traffic and try to grow conversions. So that really impacts all those other business units. So I feel like that. Uh, that's that's really impactful. And talking about, you know, making the numbers big and just it's almost uh-huh. on the user again. Don't put too much stuff on the slide to make yes. it confusing. Make it really easy of here was my test. This is what we did. Maybe start small of trying to convince the the team just to try one test on one page that maybe yes. they don't care so much about, right? That, and then and then show them the result and then come back and then over a couple of months then you get more and more pages to do and you can do more and more tests and then you build it up. I, I love the idea of, you know putting the numbers big on the page. Yes. just staying confident that you're the expert and and building trust through through experimentation in time. Um, look, there's so many people in the industry that are trying to always do like the next greatest thing. You talked a little bit about, you know multimedia, and amazing stuff like that. Um, but what what do you think that you know? Is there is there anything else in the in the industry uh, that they're trying to do that you've discovered a better way, right?
0: Yes, So I think at the moment a lot is um, AI and machine learning. So um, they make a lot of tasks and uh, they make a lot of automation and. Most make a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um AI automation and I wouldn't do this. Content is something that's your fuel for your website and it should be unique, it should be good, and it yes, it has to be a benefit for the user to read it, to see it. And I think at the moment it's like, oh, we can do it all with AI. I write a Python script and make this one and this one and then I have completely automation. But for me, it's, yes, it's helpful. Of course, there are really good scripts on the market that helps you on the technical side, of course. So for me, it's not easy um, to keep the technical um, mistakes all in my mind for the globally side, but I would never take content with AI. So I think this is something you have to do with the countries or with your team.
1: I mean, it sounds like you're doing way, you know, the things that you're doing on your content strategy are beyond AI anyway, when you're talking about adding multimedia and having podcasts and things like that, and having, you know, like uh, interviews with actual product users. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, they just, there isn't AI that impersonates. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope there won't be. But um, right now we're we're not even near it yet. So uh, I feel I feel like that's a really good perspective because AI. Everybody's talking about AI. People are yes. are using it. Um, people are are you know it used to be more like dynamic content, right, where they'd pop in a different price or a different location or like dynamicize some of the content where it's kind of boilerplate and then adding in things. And now it's become a lot more AI generated stuff. Um, so I feel like thing, things are becoming a lot different these days on the, on the content space. And then, so it sounds like they should stop using AI to write their content, yes. right? What, what do people need to start doing that you think that they're not doing enough of?
0: Start that doing it on the content side? Or... Well,
1: anywhere, anywhere side, you know, in, in the SEO realm. What, what do you think people need to start doing? Um... Stop doing? Well, you already stopped it. You already it. Okay. Stop well, what do doing. you need to start doing now? So now, now they're going to think, like, okay, I'm not going to do AI, but what do I? What do I? What? What should I do? What should people start doing that they're not doing enough of?
0: I think um, the most um, think too much in in silos in in channels. So they sh- should start. To go out of this, see the technical, side, you it's really important, of course. So um, I do, I have to like this po- uh, part is my part in the company. So nobody can say anything. Yeah. So <laughs> it's under my control. So, but go out from this. If you have a good technical side and you have bad content and you have bad images or some generally multimedia content on the side, then it doesn't work. Yeah. And I also think you... Um, all the people should work together with the PPC team and with the uh, social media marketing team because um, we had found out if we make similar content on the on the landing page like you show it on social media then they convert their oh, leads. So it's not only we, we don't talk about engagement rate we talk about leads. So it's little things. It's only I think communication is the key for everyone and um, you should see the other side too. So they have their KPIs, they have their targets for the for the year. So I support my um, PPC team. Yeah. And then they support me. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I really like how you're threading through the different teams, right? You're threading through social media, and you're saying, well, if we do something that's more collaborative, like right, we write a content piece and we have some multimedia on that, and then we have of that in as a social media marketing campaign then it all tied together so when people see it on social media and then they come to the site it looks the same it's the same kind of theme of what's going on so then they actually understand the user user isn't surprised by any part of the journey Um, i love that i love that Um, that that's a really cool example of, of, uh, some tactics that are working when you're reaching across the aisles. I feel like that's a good thing of reaching across to create something that's even better. Um, and that that's going to be a good spotlight for, uh, for SEO, because if you're able to reach across, then I feel like you can bridge some of those gaps that, that, you know, typically happen where these are siloed off teams. Um, so it's really, really helpful. Um, Anything else that you want to you want to talk about in the SEO realm um, before we before we jump on a spotlight to you anything that we that we missed that you'd like to talk about oh,
0: no uh, I think the silos is one of the most <laughs> problem I see in the industry So Yeah
1: I mean the silos is a great thing I mean it, <laughs> it's it's almost like you know people start out on a silo they start out in keyword research or they start out in content yes. you know, the content then you know writing part or technical seo and bridge you know going even past that to go into social media marketing or ppc it really goes back to your background where you started in ppc so i feel like your background really lends you really well to reach across and be able to do that better um but what do you what do you think people that are earlier on the career what can they learn because if they're in the silo like they're doing keyword research every day and they're just following rank tracking and like that, that's their focus what can they do to try to improve their ability to go past their silo?
0: Yeah, they should the develop themselves, themselves. So it's really important um, that the person wants it and to take a look in the other um, areas. So for me, it was uh, really hard to learn the technical side of SEO because uh yeah, most people think it's only the title and the meta description and then you're already with the technical side. <laughs> and um, yes, and I think if you're a keyword research expert, so it makes sense to take a look on the technical side. And if you are a content expert, it makes totally sense to see the keyword research, how it works, yep. and to include it in your content strategy and to think about the technical. Because if the technical side doesn't work, your content doesn't work, and it's the same. If the content is mad, then your site doesn't work. And I think they, yeah, should open their their mind and and try to make this um, communication with the other teams and take a look how it works. And I love the lot digital submits. So um, in, in, in one year we have so since Corona we have felt like. 10 digital worldwide summits, and yep. they have so many good topics there. And so I would ask my manager if if he could buy me a ticket or something like this for my development, and then you get a really good crossover. Mostly there is PPC content, SEO. Yes. Um, yes. And it gives, gives a feeling how is the thinking and what we should do. And but it's on the person. To get out, to yeah, break
1: free. <laughs> yes. break, break free! I love that. Break free <laughs> in your silo. Go from, yes. from content to keyword because they're so related, and then you know from keyword to technical, so that they, yes. you, get, you get the whole realm of SEO, and then break out of that into PPC, social media marketing. Mm-hmm. make Friends, go to the conferences, learn stuff. Um, yeah, I I love it. I love it. And then you know, are there are there any uh, any. Um, projects or anything else that you're working on that you'd like a spotlight for you how how do people reach you if they want to find out more information about some of the things that you're doing
0: so um i am on twitter and linkedin mm-hmm. but um i would make a shout out to my team if it's okay so sure. <laughs> I'm really happy. So um, yes, I have a great team, the Digital Marketing Center of Excellence in my company. And for a few weeks, um, a person in the interview asked me, "Do you think it's the best team of the you ever worked with?" And I was so overwhelmed at this moment because I said, "No." But I have think about it this weeks, and yes, they are the best team I ever worked. <laughs> That's great. That's I loved him really. Yes, I loved him really. And I wanna say thank you to my leader, Oliver, that he let me be me. And I know it's not easy <laughs> to let me for oh. him sometimes <laughs> cleaning
1: after me. So that I I'm mean it's very them. it's very it's very sweet that you kind of put a shout out to the team, the best team you worked on. And I feel like your journey has gone from where you're struggling to make progress because of the the challenges of, of yeah. everybody seeing what's been done before to being able to really make a big impact at your company. I, I love that, I love that. And then on Twitter, what's your Twitter Twitter handle if people want to follow you there?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> All
1: right, we'll have that in the show notes. Um, anyway, thank, yeah. you, thank you so much for the interview. I think this was a wonderful episode. I'm really excited for people to be able to understand a lot more about the things that you've learned and the challenges you've faced and how you've overcome them because it feels like you have really made a huge progress in your, in your career to be able to make some big impact in a lot of different places. So thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Thank you for having me.